0: what's up family welcome back to the stop sinking show where we go from struggle to flow by nature i'm a very trusting person i tend to give everyone the benefit of doubt the first t-shirts my girl and i made for stop sinking the seeds that birthed the beginnings of this movement for me where the show started in my head. The first t shirts said, mine said, see the best in everyone. And my girl's shirt said, see the best in everything. She's an internal optimist when it comes to seeing the bright side of every situation. While I stress about situations, while my nature is like that with people, I'm an internal optimist in the beauty and brightness I see in everyone. And that is not to say people don't have the capacity of evil in them or that somehow everyone will actually act or do their best when meeting with me. If you read the Gulag Archipelago or Ordinary Men, you will realize that even you have within you the capacity to commit some of the most heinous crimes. It was just ordinary men that did the worst things. You, no matter how good or virtuous you think you are, When put in positions like those who have committed the worst atrocities in history, even you have within you to do the worst of those things. Even me. And on the flip side, you have the capacity of the heavens as well. All divine doing is also done by people of the same make. Because I know that both of this exists in me, and I've seen my life prove to me that when you speak to the best in someone, you summon it, you call it forth, Even with the worst of people who might have started out on the worst standings with you, all of these people still go home to be someone's brother, son, husband, wife. The beauty they exhibit to those people in their life is available to you as well. And if you are not on the receiving end of that yet, of that beauty, there is still not much distance from that part of them in reaching you. It can be a combination of words, sentences, gestures, and grace. That can unlock all of that for you. And to know this and act this way is a form of courage. It is not from a place of being naive. It is to know that both exist in a human and it is up to you to choose which you deal with. And which you inspire out of them. All of your grace must come with genius. With intelligence. With the willingness to acknowledge both. And then trust but always verify, always trust, but always know which way the direction is headed, whether the trust is being reciprocated, whether it's being honored. It is this awareness that I'm calling grace with genius, grace guarded by your genius. Let's talk more about this. In the past two to three years, I've had the responsibility of taking ownership of all of my father's business dealings. What I also realized in doing this in uncovering all the investments and relationships my father has built, I have realized that my father too, like me, is a very trusting person. And because of this, a lot of people have taken advantage of him. And though this makes me sad to see this capacity of wrongdoing coming to life, it's very sad to see it in the ways that these people have dealt with my father. None of it has broken him. None of them made him poor. And all of the advantage these people took none of them made them rich either. No one becomes long-term wealthy taking advantage of people. But how they even got the ability to take advantage can only be hedged and managed by your own ability to understand what it is that you are getting into. Like Warren Buffett says, don't invest in things you don't understand. Your own intelligence about what investments you are making, your own genius that must come with every handshake or deal, Is how you know and understand and manage what you are getting into and how you hedge the risks that people come with to take advantage of you. To make sure you are not being naive, to make sure you are protecting yourself and the longevity of your good faith in people, this trusting nature that you have, to make sure that you protect that, to be the most ethical to your own well-being and that of your family. Any grace you give to people, must come with its own genius. Must come with you doing your own due diligence. You having your own unbiased source of information. You doing the work to research and learn everything you don't know. Or else, people absolutely have the capacity and probably will take advantage of you. I can think the best of people while still protecting myself. It's like the reason they put locks on doors. Locks aren't for dishonest people. For a dishonest person... No lock is going to hold them. They can still break any lock if they really choose to. Locks are meant for honest people. It's a deterrent for an honest person to stay honest. Because most honest people, even with the capacity of evil in them, will not go through the extent of breaking a lock. Because they will blatantly remove all ability for them to lie to themselves when they find themselves in the act of breaking a lock. They can no longer tell themselves they are an honest person. It is the same reason you don't leave money lying around. Not because most honest people will take it. But you don't want to tempt fate or tempt that side of them. Because if you make it easy, if you leave the locks unlocked, then an honest person might do something that is not in their nature. And if you haven't made it difficult for them to have to break the lock, have to go through something to find the money that you left, they probably won't. And also, you put your money away so if it does go missing you don't have even the possibility in your mind to blame someone. You do your diligence for your own sanity. Any deal, any investment, any agreement you sign, you must do while arming yourself with the information of standard practices and market conditions. Not to catch the other person in a lie, but to know in your own mind that you made the best decision after having done the work to make sure that it's the best decision. And then if your deals go south, and or your money goes missing, you can only blame yourself. And that's the only place you want to be in life, with the ability to take full accountability for your actions and what happens. Or else you will curse God and curse fate and curse your bad fortune and become resentful towards the world and definitely not be able to see the best in the next person. You want at all times, you want the ability at all times to take full accountability, pass or fail, win or lose. Because from that place, you can actually pick up where you left off and begin again. You can actually do things. You can take actions to fix the mistakes that you made. But if you don't blame yourself, then you are leaving it to fate. And we are not built for malevolence. We can handle loss. We can handle tragedy. But we are not built for the rug being slipped from under us, for someone to take advantage of us. And it is on you to make sure that in every dealing, that you are standing on solid ground. That is your ethical responsibility for yourself. To not be naive about what you agree to. And still, trust will be required. Still, you will need to lean on the other person. Still, you can be taken advantage of. Still, you are expecting the other person that you are shaking hands with to do and take part in their own end of the deal. To hold their end of the bargain. You will still expect that. You still have to have some trust. But now you have done so with courage. Knowing what you are getting yourself into. And you are clearly signaling to the other person that if they even had the intention to swindle you, that you are not an easy mark to do that with. That you are a lock they must break or pick with force. And then they have to commit themselves to the labels that come with the kind of person that does that. Do not make it easy for someone to take advantage of your grace. Your grace must be guarded by your genius. This goes for your business dealings, your employees, and anyone that your work and life extends to. If you read the autobiography of Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson, the one that just came out, in one chapter, he talks about Elon's unwillingness to accept things as they are. In one story of his account, while building SpaceX, Elon would do all he can to save damaged parts. How one thing broke because of lightning, and instead of scrapping it and wasting months of rebuilding it, Elon wouldn't accept the waste of time and told him to go ahead and take a hammer and bang out the damage and fix the dents and not waste the time and keep it going and in that case it worked but when he tried to apply that thinking to the next thing that broke it didn't work and because again he wouldn't accept it at first he told the engineers to fly back with that part to the factory and they would try to work on it together and when they arrived to the factory he was dressed in an outfit and boots ready to go to a Christmas party but he never attended that Christmas party because he stayed there the whole night attempting to fix the thing with his engineers. And though his unreasonable nature and impossible standards and timelines demoralized people, he still earned a lot of respect from them because he was willing to be there with them to do the work, no matter what it took. When you are in a leadership position, or when you are expecting a great deal from someone, the best and possibly the only way to make the unreasonable things happen is by inspiring the respect in those people that you also understand what you are demanding and that you are willing to go through the trenches with them to figure it out. Then people automatically take less advantage of the time, resources, or money that you have assigned them. They can feel that you are not someone sitting in your ivory tower barking orders or expecting unreasonable output. And this doesn't have to be as grandiose as building the next rocket either. There are people being taken advantage of every day who outsource tasks for their business that they don't understand. I have a friend who doesn't want to spend the time to learn how to build a website and is being quoted thousands of dollars to build a basic website for him. Now, before you get up in arms, I'm fully embedded in the online digital marketing space, so I'm not saying that people charging thousands of dollars for websites are taking advantage of him by default. Some websites can be worth that. And depending on your business, if you're running a big business, it makes sense to outsource it to someone whose expertise it is to build it for you. I am not proposing that you do everything yourself. But if you hire out for something, if you want to build an app or software or something as simple as a website, you have to at least have a simple idea of how much time and effort and engineering prowess it takes for your desired outcome or else you will be taken advantage of. I have friends who have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to develop apps that never got done. This guy wanted to charge my friend $1,000 for simple plugins. And because I know how it works, because I know more than my friend does, to him, it seems completely justified, this price, because it's some mysterious thing to him that he doesn't understand. Oh, plugins, yeah, they're supposed to be $1,000. But to me, I can see the swindling. And that information would allow me to manage this guy building my website better and either negotiating a reasonable price or making sure the work that gets done is actually the work that I need, or that would be delivering something that actually fits the problem I'm trying to solve. He has to have some understanding and communication around what I'm trying to solve, the strategy around it, or else anyone can hand you a basic website and charge you thousands, and it might not convert, it might not do any of the things that you actually need and that you have actually paid for, and now he will charge you more to fix it. I trust me, I have examples of this too. Another one of my friends started a brand selling wireless earbuds and they paid a lot of money building a website. And my first pass through his website, I clicked add to cart and the next page takes you to the login screen. 90% of his traffic would bounce off and not check out because they put this login screen right after the add to cart button. Because you are making the process for them to spend money on your site more difficult by asking for a username, and password on their site. How many of you go to random sites to buy something and create a whole account just to be able to buy it? Why can't I just check out as a guest and just put in my credit card and go? Again, the guy who charged lots of money to build their site isn't going to tell you this. He might not even know. It's on you to guide him on what exactly you need. And how will you guide him if you don't know this? Most people won't even understand what I just said. This is simple breaking down of customer's journey and trying to get the sales with as least clicks as possible. The harder you make it, the more money you waste in ads, the more traffic goes unsold. So is it the website guy's fault for doing this? Was he dishonest? Maybe, maybe not. But again, if you give him the grace to hire him to do the job, then you must have your own information, your own genius at work. Or you will not get the end result that you desire. For your goodwill to have longevity, you must protect your heart. And that doesn't mean you create a wall to block out all possibility of being hurt and being taken advantage of, because that will also keep out the good and all the opportunities. You will lose all things that end up being advantages for you. But it does mean that all your extended grace can continue to be extended. Because you ethically guard it against any wrongdoing that is in your hands to at least guard. Will people still be able to trespass? And will you still get taken advantage of? Yes. That is the harsh reality of life. But it's like the game theory of givers, matchers, takers. Givers will absolutely be taken advantage of than anybody else. Most of the world is full of just matchers and takers. Most will either reciprocate in the exact amounts that you give them or just take and take. But it is your grace, your willingness to give that ultimately eventually allows you to win. Because when a giver meets another giver, it becomes a never-ending contest to see who can give each other more. This is why givers still win. And this chance is not afforded to you at all if you are just a matcher or a taker. You will still get from a giver as a matcher or a taker, but you will never ever have the chance of unlocking an unlimited source of giving. You will never become wealthy that way. You will eat and receive for a short while. Only givers unlock wealth. Your grace is the most beautiful part of you. Guard it with your genius. It will give you a greater life than you can ever imagine. Love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.